Hey there, and welcome to the Two Mom Life Podcast, a show for moms like us balancing it all and ready to live an inspired and full life. Everybody, welcome. I'm your host, Jody Fried, mom of four, Jewish community professional, and mother's empowerment coach. Motherhood is a journey, and on this podcast, inspired by Jewish thought, you will learn from other moms, receive practical advice, and loads of inspiration. Motherhood is messy and certainly not perfect. So here is to mom life, to finding your way, to finding perfect moments. Here is to you. Hey, Devara. Welcome. Thanks for joining me on the Two Mom Life podcast. So nice to be here with you today. It's so nice to be here. You're so learned. You have so much that you put out into the world. And one of the topics that you speak to that really resonates with me, and I think we can do some work together to bring to our community here on the podcast, is about Shmirat HaLashon and Lashon Hara, guarding your tongue, the way we speak, and the effect that that has on the people around us, on the world. So what I was thinking we could focus on today is your advice and thoughts that you want to pass on to us moms in terms of how to be cognizant, not only of our own language, but also how to foster understanding and kind of good habits in our children and how to enable them to really be mindful of the things that they're saying and that they're putting out into the world, the way they're treating other people. Let's start somewhere really, really crucial. It's really important for us to remember that we're, you know, we get, I, I teach, we have a group going on, it's called Holy Chatter and Holy Chatter is we know that everyone, anyone that learns is promised that he's going to see a Yeshua in their life. Uh, Rabbi Tukhanievsky, Shalom, used to always say that, you know, everyone that should learn to halachos every day. So we have this group running called uh, Holy Chatter. It's a free group. Anyone can join it. It's to halachos a day. Now, when you get into the halachos, as somebody that's religious, that cares, that wants their children to, you know, wants themselves, wants their home, wants their children not to speak gossip, not to tattletale on their siblings, not to be that kind of thing. It gets very overwhelming because you find yourself not wanting to listen to your kids or tell, giving over the message like, stop, don't talk to me almost. You know, is that Lashonara? Is that Lashonara? Are you talking Lashonara? Can you stop talking Lashonara? It's not nice to talk Lashonara. You're hurting somebody by talking Lashonara. I'll and give you an example, Devora. Like, yeah. I totally resonate with that. And in fact, in the morning, I actually dread the the beginnings of our car ride to school because my one child says about my other child, this one's so mean to me, always so mean to me and this and that and doesn't stop. And it's really hard for me <laughs> to manage that. And I'm, I know I'm not the only one. I'm sure many people can relate in some way or another to what you're, what you're saying. For sure. We so badly want to them the right way. And what's really, really important is not to send the message because remember, their little brains don't understand what we're really trying to say to them. So what they hear is stop. No, don't talk. What you're doing, what you're saying is wrong. What you're saying is bad. So it's really important to A, send over the message that we're their sounding boards. We love to hear them. We want to listen to them. They should always feel like they can come and tell us everything and anything. Okay. So it's really important to send over that message. Like I'm the person that you come talk to about anything and everything. And at the same time, 
us mothers and fathers need to have a more of a global view on this whole lush and horror thing, tattletaling thing, you know, ratting out my sister, my brother, my friend thing. You need to have like more of a global view on it, which means like this. The global view is we all speak Lashon Hara. We will all speak Lashon Hara is something that the Gadolins say, uh, Rav Segel, the Chavis Chaim, they all say it's something that people trip up in. It's natural for a person to speak Lashon Hara. That being said, the whole concept is stay away from negativity in general. Like that's really what Hashem wants. Hashem wants us all to just stay away from negativity because negativity comes with energy. And that energy sticks, it sticks. And then we end up seeing the world from a negative lens. We end up seeing people in a negative lens. The more negativity we jump on, the more everything and people seem to be out to get us. They don't like us. They want to hurt us. They only want to be my friend because they want my stuff. We end up translating everything from a more of a negative lens. I have a lot of questions, but I was going to say that just makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's what it does. Like Hashem is not, Hashem doesn't get affected by you speaking Lashon Hara. He doesn't really care if you speak Lashon He doesn't get affected by anything. He doesn't get affected by Kol Shabbos. He doesn't get affected by anything. It's the work, the way man is set up is that when we see darkness in people or in life, we become dark. So premise number one as parents is to understand that your children will speak Lashon Hara. Number two, to not make them feel you're not talking right. You're not, you're not saying right. You can't talk Lashon Hara. It's wrong. That approach is going to make them feel like they can't come and talk to you because they won't know what's Lashon Hara and what's not Lashon Hara in the end. They're not going to be sure because there's so many halachos. They're really not going to be sure what yes and what not. Simplify for all of us. Keep your eye on the goal. The goal is bring about positivity in your home with your children as much as you can, whether you're talking Lashon Hara or not talking Lashon Hara, which is for you to set the tone of seeing the, ha- the glass half full. Mm-hmm. And that means that translating, that when you translate things positively, oh, we're standing in line. Okay, we're standing in line, so we're going to be late. Everything is from Hashem. That's a Lashon Hara. But what that, what that is, is you're training them to see things in a more of a positive way, in a more of a Hashem way. Oh, Hashem does everything for the best. There's nothing that's bad. There's no bad that comes down Everything, everything is really, and we, tr- we train our kids by the way we see life and the way we talk about life, we train them to see it the same way. We're going to go into examples of like how to do this, but yeah, go on. Perfect. I just want to point out that you have this massive smile as you're saying, okay, we're standing in line. There's this long line. You have this massive smile on, which our listeners, you know, can't necessarily see. So right. I want to make sure that, that that's conveyed as well. And I'd love to hear your examples. And one question that's coming up for me is what if you're naturally just not a positive person? Like you don't naturally see the glass half full, you see it half empty. So like that feels like it would be a lot of work to kind of reframe and, and shift. So I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on that as well. Okay, listen, people, let's get straight up and let's get real. Your kids are copy paste of what you are. You and your husband, that's what they see. That's what they're going to be. So you're going to come to them and be like, no, no, you can't tattletale. You can't rat out your brother. You can't talk to Shinhara. Girlfriend, if you're not working on your positivity, then it's not going to spill over to them. What's going to spill over to them is what you are. And that's why it's really important for everyone in the world to do breakthrough my course, because it's all taking the human reaction, the human reaction of, well, I'm stuck in line right now and I'm late to the doctor's appointment and my kids are on my back. And my, you know, I have an appointment, whatever, right? That's 
human reaction, the knee-jerk reaction is to get annoyed and to not see the silver lining in this and not to be like, yay, that's the human reaction. That's normal. So congratulations, you're normal. Now that you know that you're normal, now what you have to do is start shifting, which means you work on your mind, which means you're in line and it's annoying. And that's life because life doesn't go according to our script and giving it a positive twist. When you're religious, when you're from, it's easy to do it. It's easier because you know, really Hashem is holding you up here because you have no reason. You have no idea why he's holding up here, but there's a reason. Because like literally the leaf that falls off the tree and hits the worm, the worm on the floor, there's a reason that that leaf cover that like every single thing down to like seed disintegrating in the ground is with Hashgacha So yeah, it's work. You're not a positive person because you're human. You were created not positive. You were created to survive. You weren't created to thrive. But the idea is move into a space of I choose to thrive, not survive. It's a choice. It's a choice you have to make. And it's a choice that you have to make and you have to get help. I got to the place where I'm able to see. I used to be much more negative. I used to be a lot more stressed out. I used to be a lot more, you know, in my head and doing the work, going, working the steps of breakthrough, working on the steps that I brought me to a different place today where I can, you know, we can get caught up and we can get stuck and the coffee pulls over and my kids are in the back seat. And now instead of freaking out and bugging out and yelling at my kid because they didn't put on the seatbelt, we spend 15 minutes while he's in the car writing up a ticket saying thank you Hashem and singing thank you to Hashem because it's all a voda. That's what it is. You have to work on it. It doesn't come natural. <laughs> it's not natural. It's not natural. Can you walk us through just a little snippet of your journey? I got divorced. And after my divorce with my two little babies and no money and back in my parents' house, who are not religious. And so now I have to find myself a place to go every Shabbos and every Yantif. And, and like the food is not kosher in the kitchen. And it's just complicated with two babies. And I was miserable, miserable, miserable. And after three months of every morning waking up and not being able to look myself in the mirror because I didn't like myself so much at all. And I, I didn't like life. And I hated getting out of bed. And I was bummed out. And I was always looking at what's going wrong in my life. I got to a point where I was, said to myself, if this doesn't change, like I looked at my children and I said, Nebuchadnezzar, them. Mm-hmm. they're going to have to deal with me for the rest of my life like this, like this. Like <laughs> they, can't, they can't deal with a depressed mother every moment of their life with a mother that, okay, the circumstances in life are not ideal, but there has to be a way out. And I started, I started researching a lot and I really started looking online and I started listening to all these classes. Nothing really spoke to my soul. Nothing really lifted me out of it. Until I found very, very, very practical steps that I just did like a robot. I literally went on autopilot and I said, this is going to work. I'm just going to do it. Copy, paste, copy, paste. I'm just going to do what they tell me to do. And the steps are the steps of what I teach today in my course today that people are doing Baruch Hashem and are so successful at are the steps of breakthrough where you understand that gratitude is a must. You have to stop every single day and you have to sit yourself down and you have to do this. There's no if, ands, or buts. This is your fruits. This is your vegetables. This is your water. This is, these are your vitamins. And if you don't do this, you will, by default, end up negative. Yeah. Before we could even help our kids not be negative and not rat out on their, kid, on their siblings and not be, you know, miserable of, you know, like not seeing what they do have and only focus on what they don't have and what their friends have that they don't have. Before we even focus on them, we have to realize that it very much starts here at home with us. Beautiful. Absolutely. I mean, those principles that you teach, the gratitude, the the little steps, they're absolutely crucial in building us up. And it's very, you know, we're so aligned. It's very similar to 
my philosophy. It really, it comes from the inside out. You have to build yourself up in order to be able to, to be there be there for your kids. So I think I interrupted you. You were going to go into some examples. Do you want to backtrack and share those with us quickly? Yes. So here's the thing. Our kids, depending on what age they're at, we could talk to them differently about Lashonhara, okay? It's really, really crucial and important to first and foremost, give them the feeling that they can come talk to you about anything. Like literally you're a one-stop shop for anything. Now you're going to navigate them just like you navigate them with screen time and sugar and all that, you're going to navigate them in their Dibor, in the way they talk, which means if they come to you in like straight up Lashon Hara, like straight up like, you know, what is Lashon Hara? Lashon Hara is saying a true statement about someone that is negative, right? That is Lashon Hara. Moti Shemra is saying something that the person never did that's negative, meaning you're lying about the person because you just want them to get, you just want to get them in trouble, okay? Because whatever the reason is. And that's multi shema. That's a whole other level of Lashon Hara. That's a much deeper level of Lashon Hara. But Lashon Hara is, but I'm saying the truth, Ma. I'm saying the truth. She spilled the milk on my, on my face. Like she literally took a cup of milk and spilled it on my face. Right? That's it. Okay? Yeah. What's important is to, is when they come to you with the Lashon Hara, you say, why are you telling this to me? Crucial that they hear that. Why are you telling this to me? And then that like stops them in their tracks. Then they have, you kind of like throw them off their thinking, their way of thinking. And they came to you, they're coming to you right now with this whole like, you know, like this whole massive story and this rant. When you start off by saying, okay, sweetheart, why are you telling this to me? Mm-hmm. That's going to make their mind start thinking in another direction. Wait, why am I saying this to her? Okay. And then you're going to hear clearly why they're saying it to you. You're going to hear it because either they want to get their sibling in trouble or they want to get your attention or something really did happen that you have to take care of. You know, you have to take it. If someone is abusive to them, like spilling a cup of milk in their face, that's something that needs to be taken care of because that's a behavioral issue. Right. Okay. Okay. It's a, it gets them to pause and it gives you that opportunity to pause before reacting. Yeah, exactly. You're getting clear. They're in an emotional thing. You're getting clear on why they're saying this to you. Then when you're dealing with an older child, you explain to them that speaking negatively affects them so badly. And you'll tell them why you'll tell them because when you talk about somebody else, the person that you're talking to will start thinking without realizing even, wait, I can't really tell them something because they're going to end up going to talk about me. Meaning you're hurting your own reputation. Mm-hmm. You're killing your own reputation. When people know that you're like safe, you're safe. You, they could tell you things and you're not going to go and tell this one and that one and spread their news all around. You're creating a reputation about yourself that you're a safe person to speak to you. So when people can confide in you, and that's what makes you the bestest friend. You're going to have so many friends if you're a person mm-hmm. that doesn't then go and spread whatever you hear about the other person. So first of all, when you speak Lashon Hara, you're shooting yourself in the foot. It feels good for the moment because you get all the attention because people love to hear, you know, Lashon Hara being dished out. But then it will make them start to think, wait, let me, let me, let me second guess her. I'm going to second guess her. And this happens from a very low grade. Some of them are a very young age. Children will naturally stay clear, clear of snitches. They will steer clear of people that get them in trouble or people that tell their other friends about them. Naturally, they're going to they're separate from them. And the second part is, is that you tell them about the three people that get affected. It's the speaker, the listener, and the one spoken about. The listener also, it says the Chazal tell us that the listener is even more, he's even, he's even more responsible than the speaker. Hmm. Because if he can just stop listening, 
if he were to say, no, no, don't continue talking to me. I don't want to hear this. He, he's going to save the person speaking also. He's going to save him. Hmm. And he's not going to allow this thing to, be, to have been brought to life. When a person speaks negatively, it impacts them negatively. It impacts the people around them negatively. And it also, it kind of creates, it, it gives birth to something that's bad. Okay. Yeah. And third person is the person that's being spoken about. The person that's being spoken about is being killed automatically in front of everybody. Their reputation is being killed in front of everybody, their name. And it's just like it's so hard to, to put tooth back, toothpaste back in its own tube. Once you say the words, once you get it out there, the person's not there to defend themselves. The person's not there to stand up for their own character. And there's no way to, there's no way to put it back. There's no way to take your words back. Yeah. And once the person's character is blemished, it's blemished by the way people see them. Hmm. Well, something that, I, that really resonates to me about what you're saying is you're just basically saying, tell your kids, tell it like it is. Like, this is who's being hurt. This is how they're being hurt. And like kind of the responsibility is in your hands to stop saying it, stop listening to it. So it's, it's a few parts. It's first, first and foremost, putting the focus on the positive, put the focus on judging your brother favorably, judge it. Let's see this from another lens. Let's see this from another thing. Remembering that when you do that, your kids will naturally do that more. Teaching them how this is destructive, how this stuff works. It's not just like, don't say Lashon Hara. It's not just that. You're literally shooting yourself in the foot because your credibility will be lost. Your reputation will be lost. People will stay away from you. Chaval, chaval. Let's think of how to translate this thing in a better way. And also, obviously, to also learn with them. There are books, there are amazing books for children, to uh, storybooks where they see the storyline and they see how the kid messed up and they see how he messed his, like, you know, he messed up his friendships. He dug himself a grave. He doesn't know how to get out of it. He made a big mess in his life. Bringing it to awareness, like bringing the whole concept of, you know, when when you hurt somebody else, you're really, in essence, hurting yourself and doing it in a different, lots of different ways. Mm-hmm. with reading, with learning halachos by the Shabbos table or by the dinner table and just p- discussing it, with being a person that is able to show more positively and translating the, li- the stuck in line, the guy, the cop that stopped me and now is giving me a ticket, the appointment that I missed, you know, being able to give a, a positive spin to these things. It's like a holistic view. Thank you so much, Devorah, for these insights, these words of wisdom. And ladies listening, I hope that you can take all of this or bits and pieces that resonate with you to really help empower yourself and build up that positivity within you and also within your children. Devorah, where can, where can our listeners find you? Where can they follow you? We'll put all your links in the show notes. I am on Facebook and Instagram. Just Google Devorah Siso. You'll see everything on, on Google. I just want to mention one last thing before we finish because it's super crucial. Yeah. Okay. Keep the focus on what the child is feeling. Keep the focus. You want to pay attention to your children's feelings and emotions because I am a life coach. And today I deal with a lot of women that cry to me on the phone, women that are successful, women that have families, women that are married to amazing men, but they are they are completely broken because as children, they have to swallow their feelings all their time because their parents couldn't handle their feelings. So you want to separate between the feeling and the emotion that the child felt because of the fact that someone did something to them. Okay, that was, their friend did something, then their, their brother did, their sister did. You want to separate between the action of this guy did something wrong to me and he's such a loser and I hate him. He's such a, you know, and how did that make you feel? What went on for you? What went on, what went on inside for you? Talk to me about that. Okay, and strengthening their self-esteem and strengthening their confidence 
and showing them how, you know, working through the emotions, just allowing them to have a, a platform to express because otherwise people get sick. They get become sick adults hmm. and they look for escape mechanisms to get away because they don't know how to process their own emotions because their emotions were never really processed as children. So really, really crucial to remember to listen to your children, teach them, guide them. You will hear them speaking Lashon Hara, but it's okay because you're guiding them. Just like you're allowed to say Hashem's name when you're teaching your child how to say a bracha. Okay, it's not Hashem's name, Levatala. You're teaching for the sake of teaching. You're hearing them say the Lashon Hara, but you're navigating. You're helping them know the difference between speech and bad speech. And knowing how to separate the actual incident from the emotions that they felt because of the incident. That's such sound advice. I'm so glad you brought that up. And I think this might be the heart. This is like the gold in this conversation is kids need that validation. They, they need to know. They need the guidance. So ladies, if you take one thing away, take away, like listen to this last little bit on repeat because this is this is key. This is where it's at. Thank you so much, Devorah. We'll put, guys, we'll put all of, you know, Devorah's links and where to find her and her WhatsApp chats and all of that in the show notes so you can get in touch. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Two Mom Life podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please remember to rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to learn more about me and my work helping moms feel filled up and in balance or helping moms integrate family adventures, big and small, into mom life, or to explore how we can work together, visit my website, loveadventuremom.com, or find me on Facebook and Instagram at the handle loveadventuremom. Till next time, l'chaim to life.